Yeah. Welcome to Stairway to Cinema. You were ready, 33. right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I had some news, but I forgot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think James Mangold is writing the script for Indy Five. That sounds that good new to me. News? Yeah, totally. Like that. Uh, that was something um, else. Oh yeah, Ian Rafe. Holm died. Oh yeah, there you go, Ian Holm. Bilbo Baggins and the the android from Alien. Yeah. I to admit I, I haven't really seen much with him, but of course his role as Bilbo was always kinda, you know, I always watched Lord of the Rings, so he did I mean, I was a, something to me. I was a fan, you know, from what I seen of, of him, but mo the movies that he made weren't like movies that I saw per se. Right. But every like everything that I saw him in I always liked. Particularly the uh, the Android and Alien, the oh, first yeah. one. I I love him in that. I think he's he gets totally crazy in it, and he pulls it off really well. Oh, yeah. All right. Do you have anything else for news? For news? I should probably write this shit down, but no. Okay. I think then uh, we can just move on, and I'm going to I'm pretty you... sure they're... Well, Henry Cavill apparently is back on for Superman, but not... Like, Warner is being really weird. What? Yeah, Henry Cavill, apparently back on for other movies, but not they're not making Man of Steel 2. So it's really weird. Huh. And yeah. Zack Snyder or somebody else? No, no. This is like, apparently Dwayne Johnson was campaigning for him for uh, the Black Adam movie. So they want to have him possibly appear in that. But then there's also reports that they're trying to get a different Superman, and uh, now, now the latest rumor is John Boyega, which just like, ugh, please God, mm -hmm. don't let that happen. So it's all but just rumors right now, no actual rumors. News. Okay, rumors. All right. Um. So, did you watch anything? No Survivor this week. A lot of YouTube. Uh, okay. me and my girl, we powered through season two of Ozark on Netflix. Oh, how's that? And we're about almost done with season three as well. So we, uh, we, we got all jacked into that. Um, Ozark, uh, when it first came out, man, I fucking fell in love with it. I, I don't know why I didn't jump on the second season, like right when it came out, but it was just one of those things. I like to save shows. I just, I love to save shows and power through when there's more seasons. And uh, we were just sitting there scrolling around. We're like, we 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 got to get on Ozark again. And uh, I'm glad we did, because um, I feel like that's Breaking Bad level, just in my opinion. Ozark is that is a big statement. Um, it is a big statement. But Jason uh, Jason Bateman, uh, who I've loved, you know, since I was a kid, is plays such a different role from what he's normally accustomed to, much as he did in The Gift. Mm. Um which I like to see because, you know, everything of Jason Bateman you see is just him being a, you know, kind of the jackass, but he plays it so well. Um, but Laura Linney, I don't like Laura Linney. I've never liked Laura Linney. I think I've told you this, uh, but she is uh, fucking fantastic in Ozark as his wife. I think I know who that is. Yeah. I feel like she kind of steals the show in a lot of scenes these days as well. Hmm. But uh, highly recommend Ozark, anybody that has a Netflix. That is all I watched this week. Oh, okay. Or this week. Uh, 
yeah i watched youtube as well but i don't think that counts jordan peterson ben shapiro that no kind no of... um i watched 10 movies <laughs> i oh watched well f it, it is four rewatches well one what's the youtube that you're watching i mean the people want uh to know i i'm i'm watching a lot of movie essays and shit <laughs> um okay there's a good channel called cinefix that's very good um also i i i discovered some channels that talk about historical movies and how accurate they are um oh that's good yeah sometimes it's kind of i don't know i feel like historians sometimes don't just can't have fun with a movie but i, I get it it's it's fine like right um i was surprised how accurate actually hacksaw ridge is it's i not heard it like was pretty accurate it's not like offensively inaccurate as braveheart um right but yeah it's it's fun to watch those those videos uh so mostly movie stuff because i'm i'm insane um yeah you like movies apparently i do yeah. apparently yeah <laughs> a little uh yeah i watched 10 movies um four rewatches one documentary and uh, one foreign movie you know as always okay um, there's a pattern um yeah the first movie is is actually i'm i, I tried to make it from worst to best but it, i don't know uh the first movie i were they actually all bad what <laughs> were they all bad no <laughs> actually like okay there's one bad movie uh but the first movie i'm, I'm gonna talk about is like uh This was the first movie I did not give a rating on Letterboxd because I just didn't know how. Um, it's a movie called Playtime by a French director called James, uh, Jacques Tati from 1967. And uh, it's a very interesting and creative movie. I've never seen anything like it, but I, I'm actually I'm not sure if I enjoyed it. Like, it's, it's hard. It's super unique and creative, but like, what's the point? That was The <laughs> my masterpiece question. of all comedies, immensely amusing. I mean, it's, it's, is it a comedy? It's, it's a little, <laughs> it's similar to like Charlie Chaplin movies. There's like slapstick okay. comedy in it, but not like crazy as Chaplin did it. Um, this movie creates like this micro world within Paris. And there's just a guy wandering around and there's so much happening. It's like, I've, the camera work is actually really interesting. Um, very wide shots and there's lots of people with lots of stuff happening um and like plenty of tiny stories to discover on the side um and all of that is super well choreographed like there's so much going on it's crazy um and th there is dialogue but it doesn't really matter to like it's it's a completely visual movie even without dialogue it, w it would work just as well um but yeah I, I sometimes i just didn't know what the point was Like I wasn't, I wasn't, some of the interactions between people there are cool, but like overall, there's not much characterization or story or anything. I don't know. I wasn't super into it, but I still appreciate how unique it is. It's <laughs> ranked number 33 non-English speaking films in the critics poll conducted by the BBC in 2018. I can like I can see that this is somebody's shit. You know, it's it's definitely impressive, but I don't know, just maybe not for me. Two and a half hours, too. Jeez. No, it's two Eight hours hours. only. Mm. Playtime. Yeah, playtime. Anyway, So you now, don't know how to rate it. no, not really. Like I could give it like a six or an eight. I don't know. It's like I don't Somewhere give a fuck. in there. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of good, but. I, I explained it already. Anyway, Right. moving on. Right. To the bad movie of the week, which is There actually we go. not as bad as I thought. Um, I finally watched a movie by Oliver Stone called Alexander.
from 2004. Oh, thank God. Uh, thank Colin God. Farrell, Angelina Jolie, Val Kilmer, oh. Anthony Hopkins, and Jared Leto. Um, yeah. These, Which version did you watch? It was three hours long. Okay. Is there multiple versions? I didn't know. Yes, there's like three, three or four versions of this. God. Um, there's an it's... ultimate cut. There's a fucking... <laughs> anyway, which, which, one did, which one did I see then? The longest or the shortest? I think you just saw the regular okay. the three-hour version, yeah. Um, yeah, the story of Alexander the Great, King of Macedonia. Um, actually, yeah, as I said, it's not as terrible as I, as I thought. You know, there's, some, right, there's right. some good stuff to find in this, but it is pretty bad. Um, the production value is probably the best thing. The, the battles, everything is, it looks very, very good most of the time. Right, right, uh, yeah. And the battle sequences are actually amazing, I think. Like the, the, just the gore many. is well done. Yeah, there are like two. One at the beginning, one at the ending. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, besides that, it's super boring. <laughs> like, yep. also, it does this thing. It, it constantly switches between timelines and it just feels super unnecessary instead of just telling the story like straightforward. Um, also, you could have cut the whole shit with Anthony Hopkins in the future talking about him. Like, what the fuck? Um, and the acting, dude. The acting is so bad. Colin Farrell, yes. that was the time when he was not good. He's Terrible. Over, he's overacting in this so hard. And so is... So bad. Dude, also, like, everybody has their own accent. Like, Angelina Jolie goes for some Eastern European accent. Colin Farrell is Irish, you know? It's like, uh, what? <laughs> um, and dude, Angelina Jolie is terrible in this one. And so is Jared Leto. Al Kilmer makes an appearance in yeah, this he, as well. Yeah, he wasn't good either, but like not as <laughs> offensively bad as the others, I think. Um, man, I'm glad you finally sat down to watch this masterpiece by Oliver Stone, man. I Ooh. knew it was going to be bad, but I still pulled through. I just wanted to see it, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. the dialogue is so boring and bad. Yeah. <laughs> I even watched the uh, I even watched the ultimate cut because there was like this hope for me deep down. Like, well, maybe... Maybe it's better, mm, and it's just, yeah. Nah, there's nothing. Nothing can save it because it's really annoying. Because like the like you said, the production value is good, the visuals are good, but it's the, it's the script. Acting. Uh, like yeah, the writing is terrible and the acting is terrible. So nothing can save that. Um, actually though, it's supposed to be historically fairly accurate, but the movie just doesn't work. You know, <laughs> so no. Uh, I mean, I guess I I have to give Oliver Stone some credit because it seems like they truly cared about historically act like about accuracy and about production. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of it could have been a it could have it could have been a drastically different movie had Colin Farrell had you swapped out some. Oh yeah, else. dude, his hair. Ah, uh. because <laughs> I can take you know I could take the bad acting from supporting roles, but when you have the main guy, oh, yeah. just terrible. Because you're right. This time, around this time, Colin Farrell was was atrocious. I'm so happy that he he's became a good really actor good now. Yes, he actually is a good actor now. You know, and um, yeah. Um, but yeah, like watching the battles, I thought I I need more of this ancient history stuff because yeah. like well done, it looks really good. And I actually thought about rewatching Troy as well. Um, Troy just, is solid. Just yeah. to have a comparison, you know, because I think Troy is way better. Like, Troy is like uh like the MCU version of ancient history. I feel like it's yeah, I don't know. It's it's very very ballsy, you know. Yeah. And Alexander. actually I've 
I have Spartacus on my list, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, that that at least holds up. That's still solid. That's a yeah, but I don't expect it game. to be as good in terms of gore and battles. But that doesn't well, matter. Well, the the series Spartacus was really, really good. The first season was was amazing, but then the main actor died. Oh, and uh, yeah, he terrible. had cancer. He had cancer. It was terrible. It was fucking terrible because he was very, very good. The show was very good. It was uh, three hundred style, so the gore was mm-hmm. very in your face and bloody stylized. everywhere, and very stylized, very slow mo, all that shit. But it was well done, and it was just, it was just fun. It was a lot of fun. Now they did like four seasons, but it was just never, never the same after the first. Yeah, I can see that when the actor dies. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to a movie that's not bad. Um, it's a French movie again. Oh. Um, it's called the, uh-huh. Pro- <laughs> the Professional <laughs> from 1981 with John Paul Belmondo. Not Leon the Professional. No, a different one. Um, yeah, there's two professionals it's a, here. It's a re, it's a re, revenge uh, agent spy movie. Uh, like the the plot is kind of kind of average. Um, there's this guy who got like betrayed by his by his agency, and he has to serve like two years in an African prison. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because like he was supposed to kill some guy in Africa, but then the the political situation changed, and his agency like betrayed him and shit. So he was imprisoned, and then he comes back to France, and you know wants to take revenge on the guys. Um, so it's like it's it's not very complex. Um, the music, though, the music is by Ennio Morricone, and uh, as you would expect, okay. it's absolutely amazing. Um, even though they just keep repeating the same theme over and over, it's. <laughs> okay. I mean, they they do that in the westerns as well, but like this theme is so good that it actually it always fits. It works. Um, yeah, I mean you. It's it's expected by that guy, right? Morricone just always delivers. Um, yeah, the story is kind of simple, kind of cool. Uh, some of the action is well choreographed for a movie from the eighties. I feel like um, there's a very good car chase actually. That was kind of spectacular. But overall, it's just like we 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 talked about the last week. Um, action movies just sometimes don't age that well, and right. this this one's you know just a little slow and not as dynamic as you would like um but still my, my dad has loved those movies with with the guy belmondo and i'll probably watch more you know this one was I feel like a, i feel like a lot of action movies from the 70s this it's looks like this is 81 but i feel like mm-hmm. the 70s action movies they're a little slower paced oh yeah they're not as uh... i mean marathon man was kind of disappointing to me <laughs> And uh, also, I, I never finished French Connection. I watched like 30 minutes. French Connection is also very slow. So Very slow, yeah. Slow-paced. Well, um, yeah, moving on. I don't have much to say on this. Um, Belmondo. Belmondo. He's a cool guy, though. <laughs> kind of looks like a frog. Um, so, I finally watched a movie that was on my list for, for a while. Um, it's from 2000. It's called Sexy Beast with Ray Winstone, Ben Kingsley, and Ian McShane. <laughs> Uh, okay. yeah, brutal gangster Don Logan, played by Ben Kingsley, recruits retired safe cracker Gal for one last job, but it goes badly for both of them. I saw this right when it came out. I don't, I don't remember like all the details of it. But one it, thing I'm, you have to remember: ben twenty Kingsley, years ago, Ben Kingsley yeah, he's is amazing, crazy in this. In this. Yeah, like 
he's the best thing in this movie. His performance is just fantastic. He's like the ultimate asshole. And it's mm-hmm. it's kind of special considering that like I know Ben Kingsley for roles like you know Schindler's List, and like he played Gandhi, you know. Did you see this, Gandhi? No, but like you know, yeah. I, I I always think of of Ben Kingsley of like like a nice guy, you know. And then he's like this I ultimate have, asshole. I have to admit, Gandhi, solid. I know. Solid. Yeah. Good movie. Still on my list. Um, Ray Winstone is also good. Like he's one of those actors that everybody probably has seen in their life, but. Nobody knows the name. You know, he's just always guy. kind of there. Yeah, he's cool. He's very cool. Um, yeah, it's just... It's, it's very short, actually. This movie is like not even 90 minutes. Um, very compact. Solid, small English movie. I liked it. The I don't, director is all fucking... All uh, music, looks like. Hmm. Like, this is his whole, uh, only feature film? It looks like... Well, Under the Skin with... Uh, Scarlett Johansson, but I never saw that. Oh, that's on my list too. That's on the that streaming service I'm using. Yeah, but other than that, it looks like just a lot of uh, yeah. Well, birth. I don't know what the fuck birth is. I think Sexy Beast ah. had some influence influences by by Guy Ritchie. Like some sometimes it felt like you know very fast paced uh, intercutting and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Very Guy Ritchie ish. You know? Yeah, it's kind of a just a, it was a little gem. Yeah, it's a fun right. movie, and uh, like oh, Ben Kingsley alone makes it worth watching. So uh, mm-hmm. I can recommend this one. Um, next one is a movie that is very highly rated on IMDb with eight point one. I think it's in the Ooh. top two hundred fifty. Um, I never saw it, maybe because I also was spoiled. Uh, like the ending was was uh, we watched the ending in school a few Ooh. years ago uh, in, in philosophy class. Gross. Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, but it's it doesn't really matter. It works without it, even though it's not amazing. I watched Into the Wild by Sean Penn. Oh. Uh, and what's, okay. what's his name? Yeah. Emil Hirsch? Emil? Yeah, Emil Hirsch. Uh, Kristen Stewart, Vince Vaughn. Um, and it's, it's it's about this guy who's like... He, he kind of has a bad relationship with his parents. And uh, like after graduating college, he just he just walks away. He just burns his... Based uh, on a truth. Based on oh a true yeah, story. right. That's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, he uh, uh, gives his entire sh- savings to to charity, and just uh, I think he he cuts his driver's license in half and shit. And he just makes his way through the country, and eventually ends up in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a very highly regarded movie, and I thought it was just good, you know, not amazing. It's just it's just a good flick. I like the story of it more. This is. Sean Penn has a, he's not, I don't know, man. He's not a captivating director to me for I mean, the movies. He didn't that, do much. That he's the, the ones he's done though. Like, I feel like they're worth watching. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I feel like into the wild is very uh, worth watching of a movie. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of depressing. You it know, is. it's just, it still has some, some feel good vibes though along the way. Yeah. It's funny you mention this too because I just read a story. They they just airlifted. Yeah, right. Car. Send that to yeah, <laughs> they just airlifted that shit out of the to to reduce traffic. I think because everyone was going there. Actually, yeah, and people actually died there. You know, it's like we're trying to be into the wild as well. Mm, bad idea. I mean, I don't want to spoil the ending, but you know, nah. You know. <laughs> Could you do it? Could you do it? Could no. you just no, no, no. I don't think so. I think it's so tempting, though. Like, it, I think it is that's kind why. It's tempting, I, but I, 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 I wouldn't know where to start. 
you know. They just read a couple books. You know what I mean? Read a couple books before you go out there. How to start a fire. How to, you know. Also, do the shit about burning, <laughs> burning all his savings and shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's hard. It was. It's like the ballsiest move anyone's ever done, right? Yeah. They're pretty bad. <laughs> um i i really liked how like he met all those people along the way and formed friendships with uh, what's mm -hmm. her name Catherine keener and uh oh yeah she was, she was vince, kind of a vince vaughn is in it which was cool um and that old guy hal holbrook i think is his name um right at the ending that was like he was oscar nominated and i can see that it was very good um and i i always liked emil hirsch kind of mm -hmm. like for me i always put him in the same category as a uh, taylor kitsch but i always thought that emil hirsch was better you know they kind of also look the same yeah Maybe. yeah i don't know he, he's been in a couple of, there was a movie i didn't like him in i'd have to like figure out what movie he was that in was but for oliver stone savages and actually <sighs> taylor kitsch is in that as well um, <laughs> it was a lone survivor i think yeah was he in lone survivor i think he was yeah all right well then that was solid yes he was he was one of the dudes in lone survivor god that movie's fucking good i need to watch that again it is good yeah yeah um yeah. he's in milk milk was solid, oh yeah too. right that was good and he was in the, the movie i don't want to talk about with you um which you know, one that movie that i watched plenty of times don't, uh, don't say the title what's the movie i don't, I don't know ghost Rider. yeah right yeah. uh he is in Lords of Dogtown. I brought that up a couple times. And I, uh, Alpha Dog. If you ever get a chance to see Alpha Dog, Alpha Dog. I think you've seen Alpha Dog. No. <laughs> but oh my God, dude, there's a scene in Alpha Dog that it, like made me love, um, what's his name? Ben, Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Oh, he's, oh my okay, God. then I'm interested. Oh, oh my God. There's a scene like it's just like so out of place and so weird when it happens. You're like, what the fuck? But you just like, oh my God, that was awesome. Dude, the cast little... is, is very tempting. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Bruce Willis, Anton Yelkin, um, Harry Justin Dean. Timberl yeah, right, Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, it's a good cast. Hmm. I mean, a good movie with Bruce Willis. Uh, always appreciate it. I mean, it. You, you seem to like ghetto movies. So, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried, okay. Um, so Into the Wild, solid movie. Worth a watch, Agreed. for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Um, next one is a documentary I don't want to spend much time on. Actually, it's maybe kind of stupid to rate it over Into the Wild. So, I, you know, the order on this one doesn't really matter. <laughs> I'm, uh, this is going to be annoying for you, I think. Um, I watched a documentary called The Pink Floyd Story, Which One's Pink? Um, no, why would that be annoying? I appreciate Pink Okay, Floyd. okay, good. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't want to spend too much time rambling on this, you know. Um, so it's You've gone it, down a rabbit hole. You can't help yourself. It's okay. No. Yeah, because I kind of grew to really love this band. Um, and <laughs> this this documentary focuses on the th three different eras of Pink Floyd, like the early Sid Barrett years that were kind of psychedelic. Mm -hmm. Then the period where they all kind of like nobody was really a prominent leader, um, like with Dark Side of the Moon and shit. Um, then the my favorite era, the Roger Waters era with Animals, The Wall, uh, Final Cut, and then the David Gilmore era, and so like it focuses on the conflict between those egos in the band. That was kind of interesting. Also, yeah. what really helped was that I never really like this was the first time that I ever saw the story of Pink Floyd, so this was all new to me. So that was really interesting, right? 
Um, yeah. Like if I already knew the story, then it might not be like super grab grabbing. Yeah. What? <laughs> gripping, gripping documentary, but it was fine. Nothing amazing, just rather conventional. Uh, I enjoyed it. I would watch music documentaries on bands I don't even like, just because it's fascinating to hear stories right. of musicians. Because most you're bands, an artist, you're an artist, you're creative. Right. I mean, just think about having to, you know, subdue yourself at times and give in, and mm. you know, I mean, that would be that would be difficult. I think being in a band. So the bands totally. that last are, you know, impressive. You know, um, impressive, impressive. Yeah, I'm sure money helps though. You know, money, mm. yeah. money probably helps, but I bet you, you really start to hate these people. You know what I mean? Like you just, you don't want to see their face anymore. <laughs> just... Yeah. I mean, Pink Floyd end up like suing each other when Roger Waters left and, uh, right. but this documentary is right after they, um, reunited in like, in li at life eight, um, in 2005. So that was cool. Um, mm. Yeah, Bob Geldof is also in it, saying some shit. Uh, I kind of like Bob Geldof, I don't know why. Uh, anyway. Next movie, now the really good shit. Um, the good shit. And this is all rewatches, uh, of course. Uh, I, wa I rewatched finally, V for Vendetta. From Ooh. 2005. Natalie Portman, Hugo Weaving, John Hurt. Um, it's the movie about uh, taking down the fascist government. Fucking uh, jam. Oh, yeah. I always liked this movie. I always thought it was great. And uh, there was, this rewatch was just fantastic. I loved it. Um, especially, like, I, I totally forgot about... There's this side plot in the movie with the police chief investigating and discovering, like, this big plot behind all of it. That was really cool. I liked that a lot. Um, and uh, Natalie Portman was good. But, dude, like, come on. Hugo Weaving as V is, like, incredible. It's probably like one of the best performances under a mask. I feel like you know, like for sure, like without I don't ever know seeing his face. For that one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I've actually many people know that it's him. Um, yeah. Because you never yeah. actually see his face, and I think that's a good good move. Um, mm. Such a good character. Like his voice and body language alone make it make him super cool. And I mean, he's he's just a badass. The way he kills some people in this is just uh, very cool. Just yet another reason why Alan Moore is so amazing in comic books. Because, I mean, the Wachowskis did a very good job of uh, adapting, mm. even though I think Alan Moore has never seen it because he's that kind of guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of crazy. He's kind of crazy. But the stories that he wrote in the 80s are just incredible. And this is one of his best, I feel like, mm. aside from Watchmen, but... I'm like a Watchmen fanboy, but V Vendetta is just kind of special. And I love the fact that it's set, you know, in Britain, you know, in oh, yeah. the UK, you know, his homeland. Um, so. Actually, I, what I don't like is that, like, the mask from the movie is very popular, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yep. it established the anonymous Guy Fawkes mask, but I mean, that's fine. Um, the, the pacing of this movie is perfect, I think. Like, I, I watched this at night. And initially, I only wanted to watch the first half and then continue next day. Uh, mm -hmm. I just couldn't stop. You know, I just pulled through because it's like it's flowing so well. I think mm -hmm. this is a really good movie. It's fun. It's like intense. There's mystery and shit. It's cool. Yeah, it kind of bums me out that the Wachowskis haven't made as much as I feel like they could because they got some gems in their catalog. Right. 
right. Lily and Lana, formerly so and so. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> um, next movie is one you don't like. Um, oh, oh. I I mean, we talked about this plenty of times. I don't really want to spend too much time on it. I rewatched what. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Don't see Number the title, 13. dude. <laughs> Number 13. Come on, give it to me. Uh, okay, I can I can tell you that I also watched that movie for the 13th <laughs> time, but this is not the one I'm going to talk about. Um, like, I need some Rick. Because I don't ever want to talk about Once Upon a Time anymore. Hang on a second. We do have to talk about it for one second because there was a conspiracy theory that came out recently saying that, that uh, <sighs> Calvin Candy... Rick Dalton is playing Calvin Candy in Django. There's this weird conspiracy theory. And, That's just know. people trying to link stuff together <laughs> that has no connection, really. Dude, dude, I read like like three paragraphs of that article. And I was like, that is the stupidest shit. I've ever, yeah, I, I should have sent it to you, but... Dude, that, so that would say that, that Django Unchained is a fictional movie within Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that's just bullshit. It was total clickbait. Yeah, right. Clickbait. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the movie I want to talk about for a brief second, um, I rewatched for the third time The Lighthouse with oh. Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Do you um, know what it's about yet? Mm, it's hard, <laughs> but but there's some stuff I figured out somehow. Um, He's getting there. Because, like, um, so first, this movie is about two lighthouse keepers in the 1890s going insane on an island with a lighthouse. Um, and there's lots of stuff to interpret on this. And it's hard to really figure out what's going on sometimes, but like I, I don't really want to watch any essays on it because I want to figure it out myself, right? Um, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to watch something to understand it yourself because we're both smart people. I feel like right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just want to. So. Every time I watch this, I'm trying to discover things myself and make my own interpretation. Like there's obvious re- references to the Greek mythology in this. Um, yes. So that's what I figured out so far. Something like you could say that Robert Pattinson might be Prometheus, um, mm. but like you know, I'm I'm not super uh, not an expert on Greek mythology, so I'm I'm not quite hundred percent sure. Um, I used to be so into it in the fifth grade. It was like I loved yeah, it, was it so much. much. Yeah, back in the day, I was like, I mean, everybody has those phases. I feel like I love mythology. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I I'm, I know you don't like the visuals of this movie. Um, no, I, the visuals are good. I don't like the four by three. Right. That's, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said the cinematography was a masterclass, but it it got to me the four by three because to me you were cheating me out of the beauty of that uh, black and white because you know I love black and white, especially when they do it right. Right. With all that together, I think this actually this is what a friend said about it. Um, this movie feels very much like one that's made in the fifties. Yeah, I, I agree on that. Like it's it's. Yes. There's like from the visuals, it's it's like a little bit like the Night of the Hunter or like the Seventh Seal or something. Um, so that justifies the four by three. Okay, all kind right. Of. Yeah, I would say so. I'll concede there. I'll concede there. Um, and I mean, we don't have to mention that both actors just do an amazing job. Um, amazing. They're like for me, probably both give the best performance of their career. Um, I will agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, I like this movie a lot. Even though I got I gotta say. Um, I have to admit the first half is a little slow and it might even drag at times. Um, but once it pick up, picks up, ugh, it picks up pace with like as it gets more insane. I th- I love it. I love all of that. I love the trippy once shit. He, in it. Once he jerks off, man, it really right. Gets, That's the really scene. Gets favorite scene in the movie. So, 
Anyway, last movie um, already, um, because we're gonna do, you know, big list soon. Um, this movie the was, big. oh god, this was one of the best experiences I had in a while with the movie. Um, I rewatched a movie that I haven't seen in like five years. Um, it's the favorite movie of my best friend, and I can totally see that because it's an absolute ten out of ten, no doubt. I think this will be in fifty years or something. This will be one of the great classics of all time. Um, it's it's about music. It's called Whiplash by Damien ah. Chazelle, um, Miles Teller, and J.K. Simmons. Yeah, it's about this guy at a music school who is a who's a drummer, and uh, his his teacher or like his instructor is just like he doesn't stop at pushing people to the absolute perfection. And it's also I think this movie might just be perfect. Um, I agree. The pacing is perfect. Like it's always interesting and thrilling, and every scene is good. Every single one. The editing and camera is just unbelievable. I have no idea how you can pull this off. Um, like Miles Teller probably didn't play and all of it himself, but he does. I mean, you you see that he does do a fair bit of drumming himself. He learned how to drum, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, so he... I, I, I don't think he did. He did the ending completely himself. Like, no, I mean. You, you probably not but, but at how least do you he, film something like that dude because it looks authentic is the thing like it's he, absolutely, he absolutely believable. Like he, yeah he looks like he he's been drumming all his life yes so. absolutely um and yeah dude simmons is just insane um it's not my tempo <laughs> right. uh, and i have no idea what he, what the fuck he's talking about to me it's it always sounds good when when he's drumming you know like i never mm. spot any like issues with it um, Damn, that sounds good. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> nope, nope. I mean, he's just it. like, he's so precise with the tempo. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, dude, like this character, Terrence Fletcher, it's so good. And I don't even see him as a villain character. No. Um, because like, the, he, of course, he, he pushes Miles Teller's character so hard and he manipulates him. Like stuff he does is so vicious. Like he he's actually, he's a true asshole, but still... Um, in the end, also the movie asks if, like, I mean, it might actually be justified, because, um, and I agree with that, because like without him pushing him to the limit, he would not be such a great drummer in the end. Like this his, is his much like what a, this is like what a drill instructor would do. To, right. You know, it's exactly what a drill instructor would do, and um, and you're right, because at the end, it justifies everything. He just demands just, perfection and like exactly, and the, that's what this movie's about. It's about oh, perfection. Yes. That and is it, what it's about. It's, and it's about just, reaching that amazing potential that you know that he actually was able to get out of him, and then he he floors J.K. Simmons at the end. And this is not a spoiler because I, you know, dude, the ending is flawless. It's just probably like, probably are arguably the best one of the best endings of all yeah, fucking absolutely. time. I recently watched this a couple months ago with my girl because I was like, we got to watch this. I'm in the mood. Let's do it. You know, and uh, it just holds up. It's amazing, man. Dude, and it's, it's such a short movie as well. Like it, it's over. And so I feel fast. like I feel like Miles Teller is completely likable. I love him yes. as the protagonist yeah. in this movie. And like um, I, I've told you this before, man, that scene when he tells Melissa Benoit's uh, yeah. the girl, he, he says, I'm just going to keep thinking about drumming. And that's it. It's I great. love it. It's fantastic. I yeah, love it. I love it because he was honest. He wasn't a coward. Mm -hmm. He was honest with her. This is how it's going to be. But it Amazing. also fits the character 
Totally. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the ending, dude. Like, I'm just gonna spoil it. So if you've never seen the movie, just uh, turn off yeah. your radio or something. Um, like the moment when Fletcher realizes that, like, he brought him there, and Miles Teller's actually, like, you know, he's at that point, and just like he also supports him then in in his act in the ending. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Ah, when it makes like when it clicks between them, it's perfect. Love it. Yeah, it's and, like just it's like it, it, I don't know. It's it's so weird because. You just wanted it to happen. Like you just wanted it to click. Mm. And it's it's very uplifting right there in that moment when they when they just get it. Yeah, what a what a movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Perfect movie. Damien Chazelle. Yes, other movies haven't been as good, but still good. La La Land so- is is fine. First man is fine, but Whiplash is just it's his masterpiece. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a sixth sense. <laughs> right, yeah. Even though his other movies are better than uh, most movies of Shyamalan, but oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I made this list: um, the best side characters who aren't villains. So, like supporting, uh, supporting characters or sidekicks or something, you know. Ninety people. Yeah, 90 people. it's about ninety people. Um, so yeah, long list, and you know, I I didn't even try to to put an order into all of these because. Uh, as we know, I'm terrible at doing that, and my lists are always kind of silly anyway. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you wanted a top 10, this is not the place to come. Right. Mm-hmm. Top 10 is... Dude, I couldn't do the top 10 because there's so many good characters. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's just start with, uh, you know, uh, the Terminator from Terminator 2, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Can't yeah. argue with that, right? Um, next one is already one that should probably have made it to the top 10. Uh, it's Doc Holliday, Val Kilmer in yeah. Tombstone. Yeah, he would be he would be like top five for sure. Right. I mean, that's just one memorable character. Everybody uh, knows and loves him. So. Flawless. Actually, flawless. Val Kilmer made some entries in this list, which is cool. Um, but uh, first, Chief Yellowhawk. Do you know who that is? Mmm... Mm. No, Yellowhawk. Who's Yellowhawk? It's West Studi in Hostels. Eh, yeah. 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 Villainous, but uh, not yeah, really. Not. Yeah, yeah. Like there is no real good and bad in Hostels. That's I need so to watch good. that again. I Me need too, to watch actually. that. Again. <laughs> good movie. Um, next one is Derville Martin. I know you haven't seen the movie. It's Wesley Snipes in Dolomite is my name. Oh, um, yeah. That's some real comedy gold. Perfect. Um, I need to get around to it. Another movie you haven't seen, uh, Gigi, played by Billy Lord in Booksmart. Mm, Billy Lord, the daughter of Carrie Fisher. Right. And I think she's a better actress than her mother. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it's not yeah. that hard, though, you know? Um, no, not at all. No. All right. More movies you haven't seen. Uh, Tajumaru, played by Toshiro Mifune in Rashomon by Kurosawa. How dare you talk about Princess Leia like that? <laughs> <laughs> some people would say that probably so. you know they would you know they and would. um another, who was the last one i'm so sorry uh, toshiro mifune and rashomon by kurosawa so oh uh, okay. Right? okay you can relate um and moving on with toshiro mifune and seven samurai hmm. yeah i know yeah. right on to Tosh- the artsy people who are listening yeah. um all right lisa carol fremont 
Do you know who that is? No. It's Grace Kelly from Rear Window. Ah. Libby. Libby. It's Ellen Page in Super. Oh, okay. I think that's a very fun character. I'm not a fan of her. I'm no, just... but like in that movie, he was, she was really good, I think. She's I so like annoying sometimes. sometimes. I mean, I, yeah, like I've seen her in good movies, but just overall, I'm not really. Fair enough. Not rushing out for the next Ellen Page no, vehicle, yeah. even, though, even though I will uh, recommend the Umbrella Academy. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, next one is Vel Kilmer as Matt Mardigan in Willow. Oh. Yeah, fucking Peck. Yeah. It's weird how, how many good side characters he played. Like, Vel Kilmer yeah. over time just really become, became one of my favorite actors. Um, yeah. Next one, Zack Knight. It's from Fighting With My Family, you know, that Florence Pugh movie. <laughs> what a name, Zack Knight. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, next one, Jöns. Jöns? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's the squire in the seventh seal. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I know you know, like some of these are kind of weird for you, probably, but I don't give a shit. I think um, you could have done a top twenty. I think you could have no, done a top. No. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I mean, I'm going through these kind of fast, so it doesn't matter. Top fifty. Yeah, top. 50. Um, Matty Ross. You have seen the movie, I know. It sounds familiar. I think like it's Haley Steinfeld and True Grit, and... Uh, and she is actually considered a, a supporting role, which is weird. But that's why I put her on the list. Um, she's a singer, right? <laughs> like she was nominated for supporting role, even though I think she's the, the lead. But anyway, um, that's when, that's when Hollywood hated women, though. You know, right. so. Um, oh, by the way, that's news too. I don't know if you know. I forgot who put a call out for it i think it was uh i don't know it was was a female though she said that uh that we need to get rid of uh the acting categories for women and men and Mm. just be best acting you know i don't know it's kind of dumb if you do that because it alienates like half of the people if you do that you know yeah you get more recognition by splitting it is what i'm saying right i think it's good how it is right now Anyway. Be ready for the change. It's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dignan. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson from Owen Wilson. Rocket. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of like surprisingly I don't have many Wes Anderson characters on here. I don't know. Anyway, Ed. Ed? Ed. Yeah. And it's a female. Ed. It's Holly Hunter in Raising Arizona. Uh, okay. okay, all right. Yeah. Um, Hit Girl, Chloe Moretz from Kick Ass. The first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then also Big Daddy, Nicolas Cage in Kick Ass. Yes. Underrated, yes. I think. That was fucking so refreshing, man. He was, you know, Nicolas Cage still has that fucking, he, he still has it in him with all the shit that he puts out. Mm hmm. Man, he's probably making a lot of money off that shit, though, that we talk shit about. <laughs> right, the direct-to-DVD shit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because Bruce Willis got on that shit now, um, too. Man. Yeah. Kind of sad. Um, kind of weird. Yeah. 
Ilsa Faust. Mmm. Mmm. One strikes a chord. Yeah, mm. it's from a big franchise. We'll just say it. What? Just say it. Who is it? It's Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Impossible. Eh, that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's like, isn't she supposed to be like Swedish or uh, something? Because I, was, I think no, Rebecca I was Ferguson like, is Swedish. I was thinking Harry Potter. Ah, something like that. Right. Like, close. Very close. Yeah. Um, here's one that like a lot of people probably would have at their first place. Um, Han Solo. Oh yeah. Harrison Ford from yeah. that can do no wrong. He shot first. Don't care but shit what anybody does. <laughs> yeah. Um, another iconic character from the '80s, even though Han Solo is from the '70s. Uh, Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd from Back Ooh. to the Future. Good pick, Armin. Good mm, pick. Thank you. Love it. Love it. And another yeah. 80s pick. Corporal Hicks from Aliens. Michael Bean. No, of course. Michael mm. Bean. Yeah, actually, I thought about Kyle Reese because I think like he's a supporting character. That's something I forgot to mention. I did start reading more comics again this week, and I started to read the Alien 3 comic book by William Gibson that is the first script for Alien 3. Oh, yeah. I heard that's good made into comic book form and i just got to the part with uh reese waking up or not reese hicks waking <laughs> up and, uh, i haven't finished it but it just seems very cool i love it when you know they do that with comics i recently saw a video about alien 3 and uh like that that comic seemed very good so mm-hmm. worth checking out probably mm-hmm. uh moving on one of your favorite movies a private trip Ooh. Denzel Washington from Glory. Yes. Yeah. Yes. God, that's such a good fucking performance. Oh. It is, right? Um... Oh, so good. <laughs> when he, he's just staring at him and he's getting whipped, man, and he slowly starts to cry. Uh, the music's going. I can't watch that movie without fucking getting choked up. I love it so much. That is Understandably. Fucking damn near flawless movie right there. That's one I could see again, actually, even though it's not been that long because uh, I think you were the first one that told me about it. And I watched it last year or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, Itzhak Stern. Stern. Yes. Ben Kingsley yeah. and Schindler's List. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, this character is like a very good guy, you know? And then you have Don Logan in Sexy Beast. That's another movie that gets me emotional every time. It's funny that I've seen it so many times, Schindler's List, and I still get emotional at the end, Dude. like when they get the ring and it just fucking gets me. It movie. would be weird if it wasn't that case, you know? That is an emotional oh, moment. Right. right, but it's also like, I, that's, I gotta give Ben Kingsley so much credit because it's really him mm. that brings out my emotion in that movie so much. More than Liam Neeson? Yeah, more than Liam Neeson, but uh, Liam Neeson did do very well in that movie. I mean, I, I that's probably it's, Liam Neeson's best performance. Yeah, I would say so. Um, the yeah, I could have done more scene, but even the scene at the end when they're just putting the rocks on his fucking thing, uh, his uh, tombstone just gets me. Mm. Gets yeah. me. All right, Bud White. Oh, Bud White. Why is that? I think we talked oh, about that on. on the podcast like a couple of weeks ago. Months ago. Who's Bud White? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Who's Bud White? It's a movie from 97. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 
You but, oh, oh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah, hmm. Russell Crowe in L.A. Confidential. Great fucking role. Oh, yeah. Speaking of great fucking role, uh, Clifford Worley. Mm, Clifford Worley? Yeah. He has hmm. one scene in the movie, or two. But uh, oh! it's enough. <laughs> You never really hear his name in the movie, though. I know, do you? right? Yeah, that was surprising to me as well. Did they say Cliff? I think once. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I think when he's introducing her, but yeah, that's Dennis Hopper. That's yeah, true romance. Ah, uh, I could watch that any day of the fucking week too. Hell yeah. Anyway, um, Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade. Thought you were gonna say Lieutenant Diane, but that's yeah, El, El Pacino girl. from Son of a Woman. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did Lieutenant Dan make the list? <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't even think about Forrest Gump. Uh, um, no Bubba, no Bubba Goat, no Bubba. Nah, I mean, yeah. Shrimp, no, not, shrimp. Not a bad call. Um, but I think you're like, you not liking Forrest Gump kind of. Um, had an influence on me, you know. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I, I would have to see it again, but yeah. I don't know. You're just gonna watch it. You know what? He's right. Jenny is a fucking bitch. I mean that. Yeah, I agree with that. But I mean, you don't like the movie. It's a feel-good movie. Yeah, I saw it, I've saw it four times in the theater. It just it bugs me, you know. Mm-hmm. Shawshank, Pulp Fiction. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um. Next up is uh, two characters from the same movie, uh, Sonny and Lorenzo, uh, Shaz Palminteri and Robert De Niro from A Bronx Tale. Ooh, okay. I, I like them both, and I don't think I, I don't think that Shaz Palminteri is a villain in this either. No, because they both have their like reasons. That's why that movie's so good, right? You know, this is this dichotomy between the two, and like the power struggle between the two, and that's actually. One of De Niro's, I think, you know, he's very, very good in that movie as the yeah, dad. And he directed it. Very impressive. Um, with this one, you could argue that it's a villain, kind of, maybe. Uh, the Fawn from Pan's Labyrinth. Mm, mm, it's, it's somehow mm. a villain, maybe. Toe in the line. Nah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's you... kind of guiding you know right but really... he's also kind of using her i think i mean the villain is the guy you know the Vidal, the, the captain yeah. yeah yeah the captain yeah so yeah that's fine yeah the fawn is fine great great uh character design on that plus the fawn is fucking cool so right and he's played by doug jones doug jones is always kind of cool um next up kylie played or voiced uh, by Wallace Wolodarski in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm. Her and name is I, Kylie. It's it's a guy. Oh, it's an, his name is Kylie, right? And it's an it's an opossum, and he's the janitor of uh, of the house where they live, and like he's doing robberies with a fox anyway. That's um, my girlfriend's name. Kylie. I know, I know. Yeah, it's weird in this movie, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, v for V for Vendetta, you know. We just totally the that. villain. Totally the villain. <laughs> For some people. Um, <laughs> Solomon Vandy. Oh. Who is that? It's Jaiman Hunsu in Blood Diamond. Even though you could Night. argue that he's the, the lead, but I don't know. Ah. 
I think DiCaprio's the lead. It's another good fucking movie, man. I like oh, yeah. that movie. I should rewatch that. And I, and I like DiCaprio in that a lot. Dude, his a accent lot. is spot on. It's crazy. Yes. Um, yeah. Rhodesia. It's 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 just <laughs> crazy how many good movies Edward Swick made and nobody really talks about him. Yeah. That's um, I mean that's again a director I grew up with that I always thought was amazing. You he's, know, and he's eight, never in the top lists of anybody. I feel no. like no. It's weird. Yeah. Next one. Katsumoto. Ken Watanabe and The Last Samurai. Ah, we go from Zwick to Zwick. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, he made that <laughs> as well. Crazy. I have that yeah, he has this too. epic flair. This epic flair to mm. him that is uh, very and good. He, and very, like, most of his movies are historical. And that's mm-hmm. always cool. I mean, he made Glory, right? Yeah, Glory, Glo- Last Samurai. Legends of the Legend Fall. Of Fall yeah. You know? Some good stuff in Very there. good guy. Um, and then also, uh, if you ever get a chance, Courage Under Fire, very good. And The Siege is is uh, pretty Siege. decent. Okay. Both Denzel movies. I don't know if you've heard of him, Denzel. Mm-hmm. Not really. Um, Nebula from The Avengers Endgame. Ooh, that's a good pick. Right. And I think the, she's the only character i have from marvel in here because i like for for avengers i like captain america and you know i like basically all of them but they're all kind of leading characters most of them mm-hmm. i mean bucky well i know. think i think mcu actually like that's something people don't really talk about too much like they handled her character arc from guardians all the way to endgame very well oh yeah good job with and that. i like that she has a very prominent role in endgame like she's actually important so that's that's pretty cool karen gillen did it Fucking great job. Oh, yeah. Great job. Um, Juan, played by Mahershala Ali in Moonlight. His name is Juan? Juan, yeah. I don't know. Uh, people, people say that it wasn't long enough, the role, you know. It, I mean, it is short, but it's really good. So. It's very good, yeah. I think it's Two time Oscar winner. Already, Two-time. yeah, it's crazy. Um, deserved, though, for both. Um, Laura, there's no last name for this one. <laughs> it's the girl from Logan. I wish you would have said, "Do you know who it is?" I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck, Laura?" <laughs> That's a good one, though. Yeah, she was good in that. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of Mahershala Ali, Don Shirley, Green Book. Yeah, I still need to watch it. Still need. It's to good. Watch it. It's very good. Um, <sighs> Ramona Flowers. Ramona. Ramona Flowers. Mary Elizabeth Winstead in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, God. I don't know why that was throwing me off. Weird. Yeah. Good movie. It's another fantastic movie. Yes. Yeah. I'd like, I think Scott Pilgrim is just, you know, that's a movie. It's just a good time. There's no way you're not entertained. It's a movie that it, if it starts, it's hard to walk away from. Right. That's the kind Because it's of actually movies. funny. The comedy, the pace is really so good. good, and it's just it's 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 got good music in it too. Like it mm. just it's has a good good flow to it. I th- I personally feel like that was his best movie. Edgar uh, Wright. Edgar Wright. Um, I do like Hot Fuzz a lot. Yeah, we're both fans of Hot Fuzz, though. Yeah, not a huge I fan totally of, of Shaun of the Dead, but 
I, I already uh, Shaun of the Dead at the time was unbelievable, but it's just it is law. That is another movie has not aged well. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, because the zombie parody thing is kind of overdone at this point. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, I didn't even see Zombieland two. Zombieland two is not good. It's not bad though. It's, yeah. it's just kind of. Eh. It's one of those movies that I know that I'll just throw on one day when I'm just, you mm. know how it is. Yeah, just right. chilling. All right, next one. Um, this one might surprise you at first. Rocky Balboa in Creed. In Creed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good Good I think thing. this is actually, I mean, this is Sylvester Stallone's best performance by far, I think. Um, it's amazing. I go, I go Copland over the first Rocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, Copland. Yeah, that's fair. But still, I think like what he, what he showed in Creed is just uh, unseen. What's amazing about Sylvester Stallone is he has these little gems sprinkled in so much you know weird direct video stuff as well mm-hmm. and uh still able to make the he's very respected now too which is i like to see because i think he's more respected in hollywood than arnold um he's also just as a creator actor just as a creator as an actor and as a writer too i think he's like he's written a lot of good movies and uh, like you kind of know what you're getting but i think like I don't know the Rambo. I'm glad that Rambo's done. You know, you can finally mm. move on from that. <laughs> right. Next one is our both personal favorite. Mm. Bruder, Matthew Fox from Bone Tomahawk. God, yeah, it's so, kind of villainous so though. Good. I mean, yeah, but he's on it's the on boast. the hero side. It's not a boast. It is but a fact. God, he's such a fucking dick. He was amazing in that role. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I've never seen him before because I never saw Lost or anything. Yeah, um, and I hated him in Lost so much. Oh my god. He was so annoying in Lost. Until like the last season, I thought he was really good in Lost. And it's good that he redeemed himself with Bone Tomahawk for you. Um. Yeah, apparently he's in, uh, I think it's Along Came a Spider. No, 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 no. What? Uh, Cross. He's in Cross with uh, Tyler Perry, and he gets completely ripped for that movie. And I never watched it. Yeah, you should. But you can see the pictures on Google. Like, he's completely fucking ripped. That's cool. Jacked. Jacked. (laughs) Fucking veins popping out of your face. That's your thing, I know. All right, next one. Jimmy Hoffa. Al Pacino. In the Irishman, not Jack Nicholson and Hoffa. Shame. Mm-hmm. Isn't he the lead? I would have. I yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Next one is uh, our boy. It's Gay Perry, Val Kilmer, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's another good one. Yeah, so he did make the list a couple times. Yeah, a few so, times, I think. No Iceman in Top Gun. He doesn't make the list. No, because I've only seen Top Gun <laughs> once, and it's been a while, so I, I don't even remember him being in there. Um. Another Kiss Kiss Bang Bang character, Harmony Faith Lane, Michelle Monaghan. I think she was in that quiz I did for you a couple weeks ago about characters. I'm very very happy that you enjoy the Shane Black Kiss Kiss Bang Bang guys movies, man. Those are, God, they're good. Really good. Yeah, it's it's really sad that um, the Predator sucked. (laughs) I know. know. (laughs) Anyway, Max Cherry. Robert Forster, yes. Jackie Brown. For me, makes the movie. Makes yeah, absolutely. Movie. I mean, Samuel Jackson's is really cool too, and Robert De Niro. But yeah. he should have won the Oscar. He should have won the Oscar. Maybe, yeah. 
actually, yeah. Um, I don't know who he was up against, but in hindsight, it was just such a good fucking performance. Yes. Uh, the Sundance Kid. Ooh. Guess what movie? Hmm. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Robert Redford. <laughs> Billy uh, the Kid? Oh, this one is. This one would make my top 10, maybe. Probably. Frank TJ Mackey. You don't know who that is, I guess. I know. I, I, I've heard the name. Mm-hmm. But I, I, hmm. It's. What do you got? Tom Cruise and Magnolia. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Top 10. Respect sure. the cock. That's Tame right. Tame the. Yeah, I'll, mm. I'll leave that one out for you. Right. Cheyenne, um, <laughs> Jason Robarts in Once Upon a Time in the West. I would really love for Tom Cruise to reprise that role, though. And just, <laughs> I, 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 I really would just love to see Paul Thomas Anderson just bring him back and just make a movie about him. Mm, yeah. I love that character. He was, ter- he was so, you know, he's great in that. He is, yeah. I mean, just it would just be nice to have Tom Cruise back with PTA, like, yes, in any movie because, like, well, as Tom we know, Cruise, Tarantino would be interesting. Too, oh yeah, Tom Cruise. But as we know, Anderson just uh, has the talent to get the best performance out of his actors, and uh, you know that would be really interesting with Tom Cruise. Um, Agreed. Okay, yeah, Cheyenne from Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, the coach, Colin Farrell, the gentleman. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he is a really good actor, and he just proved it in this uh, movie. A few people I could have picked from that movie too. Oh, I really like oh, uh, right, Fletcher. The, uh, what's his name? Hugh Grant. I really liked him, and I also liked uh, the the Asian guy. Yeah, but he's I more loved... of a villain in this movie. Right, right, right. But so is Hugh Grant in a way. It's kind oh, of yeah, uh, right. shady. But the coach is not. The coach is just. I mean, really, nobody is good. <laughs> like right. they're all terrible people in the movie, man. But no, the coach is uh, pretty cool. <laughs> Good anyway, movie. Captain Klensendorf, Sam yeah, Rockwell, I'm, I'm... Jojo Rabbit. Oh, mm. I never caught his name. Never caught yeah. his name. Not important. He's great in this movie. Jojo, Jojo. That's one I would like to rewatch as well. It's just it was very good. Um, very good. Yes. Okay, this one is debatable. Um, I'm not sure this might count as a villain eventually, like at the end of the movie. James oh, okay. Conway, Robert De Niro, and Goodfellas. Mm, definitely 100% a fucking villain. Yeah. Me, the gent, James Conway. Yes, based on the true story, based on the Jimmy the Gent character. The dude was insane. Yeah, he's totally a bad guy. You think so? I mean, for like yes. two thirds yes. of the what? movie, he's really cool. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's cool. Yeah, I agree. But like, there's nobody you could pick in Goodfellas as a is a good guy. Nobody. Yeah, but I mean, even Cam. I would say Ray Liotta is the protagonist. So like, oh, he's the protagonist, but he's he's a piece of shit. He's not a good that's guy. Right, he's yeah, total but... fucking rat. You know that ratted out everybody. So okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he goes against the family. You know, he puts he puts Polly. Who tells him, I don't want to die in prison. I don't want any of that shit. You mm. get off that shit. Slaps him in the face. And what does he do? Goes in courts, points him right out. Then the look at Paul Servino gives oh, him in yeah. that courtroom. Uh, uh. I mean, as they say, there's no friendship in crime. 
but if but if you're going for likability, yeah, he's I love him as Jimmy Conway. Yeah. Moving on. Luis Dega. Ooh. Dustin Hoffman and Papillon. 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 Now an entry that a couple of months ago wouldn't have made this list. Walter Sobchak. Oh, yes. Thank John you. John Goodman, the Big Lebowski. That I mean, feels good to hear. Steve Buscemi could have made the list as well, but he doesn't really do anything. So. <laughs> but that's kind of the point. Life. You know. I didn't go to Vietnam. Just watch my friends down in the mug. Uh, that's a good <laughs> movie. I'm, I'm happy that I, I revisited and uh, that I now like it. <clears throat> this one is really new because I think I saw that last week or the week before. Colonel Douglas Mortimer, Lee Van Cleef, and for a few dollars more, mm. made makes the movie for me. Um, yeah, not Angel Eyes. Yeah, he's a villain. <laughs> uh Tiffany Maxwell, Jennifer Lawrence in the Silver Linings playbook, even though she might even be second lead. I don't know. Yeah, I would go maybe De Niro in that. Oh one. yeah, right. Yeah. For me. Because that's just another De Niro role, like even like the Irishman that just reminded me that De Niro's a good fucking actor. You know. Just yeah, brought, I, I brought totally forgot about him in that movie, but you know, as I said. <laughs> My lists just suck. Some sometimes. Well, Shea, Shea Wiggum's very good in that too. You know, even uh, Chris Tucker's movie? good. <laughs> yeah, he plays his brother. Oh, he plays his brother. Yeah, gets into the that. fight. Yeah, yeah. Shit. It's a good flick. It's another movie that if it starts, I can't stop. I mean, it's your so. favorite movie, so that makes sense. Yes, yes. Uh, Quint. Quint. Who the fuck is Quint? Why isn't my Robert Shaw and Jaws? Thank you, thank yeah. you. That's it's one of my favorite monologues of all time, right there. Hell yeah, I love it. I love that when he's telling him about uh, the war. Good shit. Yeah. Um, Professor Henry Jones, Sean Connery, in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's one of the most likable characters for me. Like as a kid on screen, like I. Yeah. Love him in that man. I thought he just he added like just the com- com- comic relief that I mean, there's comic relief in the other movies, of course, but like him fucking with Indy the whole time is so much fun. Yeah, um, and it's actually pretty silly that Sean Connery is only like ten years older than Harrison Ford, um, <laughs> but it works in the movie because he's like he has gray hair and shit. Gray hair, yeah, he's um, silver hair for Silver Fox. Yeah, the Last Crusade <laughs> is like the best buddy movie ever. Um, all right, another Sean Connery, Jim Malone, The Untouchables. Yeah, yeah. He, I think kinda, he won the Oscar for that. I think he did too. Which is kind of strange when you think about it a little bit, but it's a good role though. Let's do some good. Mm. Let's do some. Good. <laughs> That's very. Corny. I do like. Uh, I do like De Niro in that too as Al Capone. I I wanted more of him as oh, Al yeah. Capone though. It's kind of small. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, Kevin Costner is still making good movies too. Mm, that's right, Costner. Costner. Uh, Dignam. Mark Wal- Dignam. Wahlberg in The Departed. Dignum. Dignum. Uh, Dignum and Dignum. Right. 
<laughs> Both made the list. I mean, come on. I agree. I completely agree with that. Yeah, that he's got some of my favorite lines ever. I mean, right. I. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is a uh, interesting guy. He just he turns in a good one and turns in a bad one. Actually, he turns in a good one and then he turns in like five bad ones. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Ramus Lupin, David Thewlis from Harry Potter. The only Harry Potter character on this list. Because really? it's my favorite. Even though, I, I mean, I do like Gary Oldman in that, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm surprised, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Serious Black. Jesus. Yeah. I, I was Black always a fan dead. of David Thewlis in, that, in those movies. Um, yeah. All right, next one. Selena Kyle. Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises. That might be kind of controversial. I don't know. I'd go Selena Kyle, Michelle Pfeiffer, mm. Batman Returns. That's what I expected, yeah. Oh, God, she's so good in that movie. Ah, ah Mich- Michelle Pfeiffer. Woo! <laughs> Especially in that suit. Especially in that suit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. Tim Burton, thank you for the memories. <laughs> thank you for the memories. <laughs> What's up, Raynon? Uh, the topic is uh, best side characters who aren't villains. And moving on with a movie you haven't seen, uh, Sergeant Carl Rasmussen, Roland Müller in Land of Mine, that movie that I keep talk, uh, talking about, the, right, the post-war right, movie, yeah. which is uh-huh. a really good film, yeah. Land of Mine. It's like... The title know, is kind of morbid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tanner Howard. Tanner, you said? Tanner, yeah. Ben Foster in Hello High Water. Such a white name. Tanner. Tanner. Come here, Tanner. Mm-hmm. Conrad. What know? about the pick, though? Oh, Hello that's a good water. pick. A good I mean, pick. Even... even though he's kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of anti-hero. But... Yeah. But you still root that's... for them. and uh... That's another movie, man, that I'd love to watch again. I would love to watch that again. But it's probably his most not-villain character. Like mostly Ben Foster's like the crazy guy on the opposite side. And this time he's I like, love ben. Oh yeah. I love Ben Foster. He can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. Right, but except for Warcraft. He was terrible in Warcraft. <laughs> that, that, was, that is true, yeah. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was just that was just a bad movie. Medivh. Um, um Yeah. The thing though, I, I, I always think that Ben Foster always kinda plays the same character, but it's always really good. So mm-hmm. really no nothing wrong with that. Um I really like him in the program too. Nobody ever talks about the program where he plays Lance oh, Armstrong. Hmm. I think he's very he played a good Lance Armstrong. And Jesse Plemons is in that too before Ooh. his uh before his face got, you know, wide. <laughs> you know. Um <laughs> next one's your favorite. Amy March, Florence Pugh and Little Women. Oh yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that you love that movie. Ken. Florence. Florence. Her only entry, though. I'm excited about her in Black Widow. I just, oh, yeah. you know, I'd like to see Black Widow if that'll ever fucking come out. Now, another one of our favorites, both of us. Sheriff Uh-oh. Chris Mannix. Walton Goggins in The Hateful Eight. Oh, man. Steals the show, kind of. And is just absolutely yeah. amazing. And like I said, the more I watch Hateful Eight, the more it becomes one of my... Uh, preferred and favorite Tarantino films. I really, mm. really love that fucking movie. Um, and he makes the whole movie. 
He makes the entire anyway. fucking movie. Yeah. Um, next up, Joplings. Willem Dafoe in the Grand Budapest Hotel. No, no, cut that. Cut that from the list. He's a villain. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard uh, Samuel Jackson's name at all here. I'm surprised. Uh, wait for no it. love for no love for the motherfucker. <laughs> Just, I mean, <laughs> he often plays villains, and uh, I didn't, I didn't include uh, what's his name, Jules Winfield, because I think he's the protagonist. You know. Okay. Anyway, do you think Jules is the protagonist? I think he is. Yeah. Interesting. He has, he has the arc in the end. You know. I've never heard this before. I've never heard that Jules. See, that's a clickbait title right there. You can totally. <laughs> you need to. You need to start a movie website and start doing that shit, dude. That, right. That's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, Scoutmaster Ward. I know you haven't seen the movies. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Edward okay. Norton in Moonrise Kingdom. Mm, mm, um, mm. This one's funny. The name is just photojournalist. Guess what movie? Uh, yeah. Doesn't even Hacksaw Ridge. No, Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> it's Dennis Hopper in Apocalypse Now. Okay. That's his name, and yeah, he's the, just that's referred to as him? photojournalist on IMDb. It's crazy shit, man. Yeah, I love that. I don't even know what's going on out here, man. Uh, fantastic small role. Um, and speaking of Apocalypse Now, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Kilgore, Robert Duvall. Even though yeah. you could argue that he's kind of villainous, you know? No, no, no. <laughs> that's 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 100% red-blooded fucking American patriotism right there. Mm. I love him. I love right. him. And then I, I'll fucking surf it. And he starts taking <laughs> off his fucking clothes. It's amazing. Amazing. It is, yeah, it is. That's why he made the list. Um, Colonel Kurtz made the list. Colonel Kurtz was a good guy. I mean, he's a villain. Yeah. <laughs> um, Perry. Snail, a snail on a straight razor. That's my nightmare. It's so creepy. Perry, it's so fucking creepy. <laughs> Perry, Tony Ganios from the Wanderers. You know the, the badass guy who joins their gang. I fucking love that. Love the uh, toothpick. You're right. Toothpick. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you like that. Great fucking flick. I love it I when they're all getting into it. Well. I love it when they all get into the bra towards the end too, and then the Ducky Boys just start surrounding them. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you haven't figured out, the Ducky Boys are the uh, poor ass Irish people. I don't know. If oh, you no, I didn't know that. Put that together or not? But yeah, that's kind of a racist movie. I'm kind of offended. Not really. <laughs> Red. Oh yeah, Morgan. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, the, Sh- the Shawshank Redemption. I need Morgan. to see that movie again. Honestly, only seen yeah, it once. Should. It's crazy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You should uh, watch that again. I know. Yeah. Bernie, I put Taupin. that on. What? I put that under the flawless category. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the most uh, highest rated movie on IMDb. So. Like a fucking diamond, baby. Mm-hmm. You know? Flawless. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Taupin. Jamie Bell in Rocket Man. I know, oh, okay. I know. I like Jamie Bell though. Like He's Jamie good. Yeah. Uh, well, who would have guessed Cliff Booth? Once upon a time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt. Yeah, but I can get behind that though. Okay. I can get behind that though. He was the best, best part of the movie. So mm-hmm. I mean, right. I can't really complain about that at all. Speaking of Tarantino, Doctor King Schultz, Christoph Waltz in Django Unchained. 
Speaking of Tarantino, every character he's ever written, you know, <laughs> who's not a villain and not a main character, <laughs> right? Um, right? Even though some some argue that actually Christoph Waltz is the lead in the movie, which I'm not sure about, but in Django, yeah, I mean he has a really no. big part, but he's no. not the main guy. Yeah, no, I go Django, 100%. right? Of course, he's got the line at the end, you know, I like the way you die, boy. <laughs> That's my favorite <sighs> moments. This, by the way. I would love to watch that again as well. Mm -hmm. Django. I thought about it as well because I haven't actually seen it this year, which is crazy because I saw it like five times last year. I would love Christoph and Tarantino to get together again. Oh, love yeah. It. Like in his last movie, he just needs Christoph Waltz and uh, Sam Jackson. Do you think it will be his last movie? Yes. <clears throat> I don't think so. That's fine. I think he's full of shit. I think he's full of shit. He'll he take five years is, off yeah. and he'll. He'll come back in five years. I guarantee it. Who knows? We'll see. He won't be able to stay away because he's he's too he's got too much of an ego. He'll see a movie and be like, you know, I could do that better. You know, so. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> when it happens in yeah. ten years. Um, Tom Hagen, another Robert Duvall role from The Godfather. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like he's so overshadowed by the you know the powerhouses of the movie, but he's it's like. One of Duval's best roles right there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, speaking of The Godfather, Fredo Corleone, John Cazale. Villain. <laughs> How? He broke his heart. He broke yeah, his but, heart. I mean, in that movie, I mean, Michael is kind of a villain in the end. I really would like to watch that again, too. Just, yeah. just that scene, I just, I just saw Pacino kissing him and just like, ah, I could watch Godfather 2 right now. Right. More Tarantino. I'm mm. not. I don't think this one is a villain. Marcellus Wallace. Mm, no, no. Pulp Fiction. Uh, he starts off as the villain, but then he gets humbled by uh, Zed and Maynard. <laughs> Zed. Yeah. And uh, more Pulp Fiction. Lance. Eric Stoltz. I think he's hilarious in that movie. Oh man, what a pick! What a pick! I was just thinking about that too. <laughs> I was just because when you brought up Chris, you gotta. When you did uh, Christoph Watts, I was like, man, what's a good Tarantino non-villain? I almost said it, so I'm glad that mm -hmm. he uh, he made this here. I love it. And also, Mia Wallace, Uma Thurman, Pulp Fiction, also made the list. Mm. I mean, Mia. every character from Pulp Fiction could make the list, you know? Fucking masterpiece, Pulp Fiction. That's right. That's why. <laughs> um, Sight. Even Harvey Keitel. Even Harvey Keitel. Oh, could... fuck. I forgot about the wolf. The okay, the yeah. Wolf. The yeah. wolf. I just added him. Anyway, um, Said, played by Said Ta Tagmawi, whatever. Uh, Lahane. Mm. Mm. Said. Said. Um, hilarious guy. Uh, James Gordon. Ooh, Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. The Dark Knight yeah. trilogy. Yeah. That, that character is like legit so good. That's right out of the comics, too. That's exactly how he looks. I mm. loved it. And it's like, for me, always weird because I never see him as Gary Oldman. Like, Gary no. Oldman is probably the number one guy who disappears in his roles. Agreed. Right. More Tarantino. Agreed. Hattori mm. Hanzo, played by Shin Ichishiba, Kill Bill 1. Those are two people that never got together. Oldman and Tarantino. It's another one. Oh, yeah. I mean, almost, in True Romance. Maybe Gary Oldman and Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that gets the film boner going, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hattori Hanzo, Kill Bill. Yeah, that's a good one. I he's like in the first the, one, right? Right. Volume I like one? all the scenes he's in. It's it's fantastic. It's kind of epic. Do you prefer volume one or volume two? I think I've volume one. Yeah, everybody prefers volume one. I used to prefer two, actually, back in the day. But that I was like before the drama. I, I like, yeah. I like the drama of volume two, but I, I, I still maintain that the ending is kind of silly. Kind of, it kind of just ruins the drama for me. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Because to me, it could have been like very, very poignant, but the the five finger death punch thing just kind of. <laughs> it's it is, cool. It's, it's fun, corny, but because it, like, I mean, both movies, the whole thing is just kind of silly and stupid. So I think it right. Fits. I think it's like a conflicting set of films because it dips its toes in the corn. Mm. the fun and the drama so it doesn't really know what it wants to be kind of but it's still an enjoyable ride and i wish there was a volume three yeah but not as his last movie that would no. be kind of anticlimactic well it's gonna be star trek mm, yeah. please no <laughs> anyway <laughs> you could argue this is the main character but i don't think he is uh aragorn vigo mortensen and lord of the rings no, I would say the main character's fucking Frodo, right. for sure. But aren't you glad that, that I couldn't that I didn't put uh, Sam? Sam? On yeah, no, you can't put Sam. Nobody yeah, can put it's Aragorn. I mean, Sam. Gimli and Legolas could have made the list as well, actually. Aragorn is the badass. He represents the the '80s action star. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the fucking. A he's nice the big to see it, yeah. I love him. I love that movie. Yeah, absolutely. I I like Vigo though. Period. I wish Vigo yes. did. Uh, I don't know. I guess he does do a lot of shit, but I want him to do... He Actually, he know. could have gotten the Oscar for Green Book. Would have been deserved. Uh, I liked him in Hidalgo, too. I don't know if you ever saw Hidalgo, no. but I thought that was a movie, Hidalgo. I still have to see History of Violence. That's good, but I, I like Eastern Promises more. I don't know why I compare Eastern Promises is good. It also has Vincent Castle. You know, that's a plus. Right. I think he pulls off Russian very well, too. Yes. Honestly. You mean Vigo? Vigo, yeah. Vigo. Vigo plays an Italian in Green Book, and that's absolutely convincing. Hey, so he, he's, he's, oh. he's, 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 I mean, a little like that. He's he's good oh, with gotta, accents. Forget about it, you know? <laughs> All right. A few more to go. Mickey. Brad Pitt in Snatch. Yeah. Yeah. All my favorite 100%. characters, period. Um, Furiosa. Charlie Theron, Mad Max Fury Road. Easy yeah. pick. I mean, she's yeah, easy. You could argue that she actually is the main character, but yeah, that's what a lot of people I think would say. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, the movie's called Mad Max and not Furiosa. So anyway, Joy. Anna de Armas, From... Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, I love. God. Even that gives me the feels, you know, like it. Yeah. I don't know why. AI, stupid. You shouldn't get the feels, but you still do, you know. Also, a movie I should rewatch, actually. There's so much I want to want to watch again, but it's like. I also want to see new movies, of course, but because that's way more know. interesting. But anyway, Jason Dixon. Jason Dixon. I think we had him on the on the names quiz as well. Jason Dixon. 
Sam Rockwell and three billboards outside uh, okay. Missouri. Nah, he's racist. No, can't put him on oh, there. Yeah, right. He's a villain. I'm sorry. Cancel, cancel Sam Rockwell. <laughs> cancel. <laughs> it's a roll. God damn it. Uh, Patrick Chandler, Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea. I had to yeah. put him on there. Tom Doss. Another Tom Hugo Doss. Weaving character. Exo Ridge. Uh, the old okay. <clears throat> um, this one you won't know. Ray. Oh, Star Wars. Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally side character. Um, no, it's it's uh, the actor's Narkel Smith. It's mid-90s. Fantastic. You know, you know uh, I have to say, too, the more I think about it, Ray is irritating as a character. You know, because she has no flaws in Ray. Like, she can do no wrong. She. Right. I, like, the Mary Sue thing I thought was stupid with the first one, but actually it never yeah. changed. So it's, like, kind of irritating. I, I get you. Like, you start to, like, pick it apart. Like, I, I hate to. I don't want to be, like, a person that jumps on the hate train. I don't really mm -hmm. like to be a hater. But she is a Mary Sue, straight up, as yes. Ray. And it kind of irritates me now that I think about it more. The whole trilogy but, is kind of irritating, so... It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Because there's shit about it that I do like. There's scenes about it that I love, but... Uh, hopefully we'll we'll get a better... Uh, better Star Wars movies. Like Taika. Taika! Okay, this man. one, actually, I, I thought about it. I have three characters left, and it might actually be my top three. Okay. I'm just gonna say it's my top three. <laughs> Top third, three. third place, Tuco, Eli Wallach, the, the good, yeah, the bad, I, and the ugly. I knew he would be in there. Yeah, yeah. he has to be in there. Um, number two, Marion Ravenwood, Karen Allen and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, it's just... That's, that's a big pick. I think she's the perfect sidekick for Indy. I, I actually rate her crush. over Sean Connery. I think a little crush on Karen Allen. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, who knows? By the um, way, uh, she plays opposite Jeff Bridges in Starman, the movie I keep telling you about. Yeah. Starman. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, the big top one. Top one. We talked about, about him before. J.K. Simmons? It's Terrence, Terrence Fletcher from Whiplash. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. To make list. Absolutely perfect. I think there was never a more deserving Oscar than that. I mean that's not true, but like he totally deserved it, and it's 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 actually weird because I don't think that J.K. Simmons in other roles ever really proved to be such an actor. Yeah, like he's always just kind of he he always plays side characters, and in this one he was really given the chance to show off his talent, and he really has some talent as we as we know. Exactly. exactly. Um, I wanted to watch the show that he was in, but it got canceled, so I never bothered. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, let me click on his name. J.K. Simmons is just one of those actors who's in so many movies. Yeah. Like, he's he's the he's typical side actor. Sporting. Counterpart. That's the name that I was... I wanted to watch that show, but... It got cancelled, but apparently it's being shipped around to get back. Hmm. Put back up. So. Yeah, 8.1. Glad that he's back as Jay fucking Jonah Jameson. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah, um, he's gonna be in Morbius. 
Yes. Ah, cool. That's cool. That's that's Sony and Marvel playing nice there. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot because that opens the door for a possible Andrew Garfield, uh, you know, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Please no. Tom Holland fucking crossover where they're all Spider Man and they all. You know. I mean, that's kind of wild. I think, I think we'll get a Miles Morales uh, live action as well at some point. Would be cool. Yeah, since Sony just announced the uh, video game mm. Spider Man, oh Miles yeah, that's Morales. Right. Yep, I'm not quite yep. like I don't, I don't those console things. I don't really, you know. You're not down with the console. I don't have a console, so why would I? You should get a console. It's fun. Mm. It's fun. Maybe the new ones. When I'm not playing out. that many games anyway at the moment, so it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Like this this J.K. Simmons guy. He's in, <laughs> he's in so many movies. It's crazy, and so yeah, so like, many good ones. He wasn't True yeah. Grit. What the fuck? He's just voice yeah. uncredited. Okay. Weird. He's just it? been around for a while too. Yeah. I think of how long it took scrolling down just to get to Whiplash. Like that's he is in that's a lot of work. Dude, man. he has two hundred and three credits on IMDb. That's so much. Who has the most? Isn't it Samuel Jackson? Samuel Jackson is, yeah, um, I don't know. Might be. Oh my god, that's where I originally saw him. Okay, so he plays this general, or this 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 guy in that movie, The Ref. I think I've told you about The Ref before. Ref. I love The Ref. With Dennis Leary, uh, Kevin Spacey, what year? and Judy Davis. Uh, 94. It's a 90s movie. So, But that's where I originally saw him. And that's one of his first movies, too. That's crazy. Huh. JK. What a weird name. JK. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the ref in German, it's called No Panic. Hmm. Why? Okay. No Panic. That's strange. Interesting. Um, and the, the additional title is Good Hostages Are Rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's, I don't know. It's just Germany being funny again. The German titles suck. It's just, (laughs) sometimes. I mean, they don't always translate stuff, and that's better, but, yeah. All right. Well. I think that's it for this episode. Well, Armin, that was a fun show, man. That was a fun show. Oh, God. Then, uh, send us some emails, right? Uh, Get any. Get any. No. If I had, I would have it. told you. <laughs> I checked it. Um, yeah, send us, send us some emails to uh, stairwaycinema at gmail.com. Um, like movies we could talk about. Oh, if you just want to insult us, that's fine. Um, That'd be awesome. I right. really like that. I would love it. Um, so yeah, then uh, tune in next week again for Stairway to Cinema. <laughs>